if you can turn your Bible, but before that, as usual, I do have a, a small little joke. You know, I was reading this on the other day. There's an engineering student. He wrote a medical exam. And they asked him several questions. They asked him, what is an artery means? And he said, study of fine paintings or military, not sure. And uh, they asked him, bacteria, what is bacteria? He said, back door of a cafeteria. <laughs> what is coma? Punctuation mark. Gallbladder, bladder of a girl. Jeans, blue denim. Labor pain, hurt at work. Liposuction, a French kiss. <laughs> Cardiology, advanced study of playing cards. Chicken pox, a non-witch continental dish. <laughs> CT scan, test for identifying person's city. And this is the ultimate. Urology, a study of European people. <laughs> anyway. Alright, lift up your Bibles. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will release your word. Lord, I can't teach. You are the ultimate teacher. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, turn with me to Joel chapter 2. Joel is one of the minor prophets who has got major truth. Usually the minor prophets carry major truth. Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29. And if you are reading a German Bible, it's actually on the third chapter, 1 and 2. Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see not just televisions, but visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour my spirit in those days. And by the way, when you read this kind of thing, we kind of think, oh man, it's talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about speaking in tongues, talking about I'm going to be a lunatic now. I have said this before, I'm going to see it again. The Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit in you, doesn't make you a lunatic. He transforms you in the image of His Son. Jesus. God's number one goal in our life. And I don't know where you will write it in your system, mind, heart, but anywhere, if you can remember this for the rest of your life. God's number one goal in our lives is to transform us according to the image of His Son, Jesus. That's why Holy Spirit transforms us like His Son, Jesus. The word Joel means the Lord is God. Jehovah is God. And if you look at Joel, he was one of the contemporary along with Amos and other guys. He prophesied about the coming days. Because in those days, in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit comes upon a person and leaves. He comes for a particular reason. To give a particular message to a particular people regarding a particular situation. But things changed in the New Testament. In the New Testament, Holy Spirit doesn't come and go. He comes and remains. John 1.32 says, I saw Holy Spirit 
coming in the form of a dove and remained on him. And this is the witness of John regarding Jesus. And when we receive Jesus in us, we have this greatest privilege, I call him, hosting the presence of God. And hosting the presence of God is the most privileged and the most precious thing any person can do in our lives. Because you get to host the most important person in people's life. So this is the message. It goes like it's quite a long title. How to receive and cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit who is naturally supernatural. I wrote down here our new birth begins in our spirit and it is carried out through our soul and finally visible through the body by the demonstration of God's power in our life. You see there are stages. New birth is begins in our spirit. That means Romans 8 says, when you say, God, you are my daddy, Abba, Father. When the moment you say that, your spirit that was dead has come to life. Okay? Then it has to be carried through the soul. And what is soul? Emotions, will, and the mind. With the mind you think, with the emotions you feel, with the will you make decisions. So that's why just because you are a Christian doesn't mean you're going to act like Christ. Hello. I thought when the day I got baptized, when I was 19 year old, I thought I got a ticket to heaven. It's not, it's not true. Because you can be a Christian on Sunday and then your flesh can fall away. That's why every day you need to align your soul, which is your mind, Paul talks about how do you align your mind? By renewing your mind, which is in Romans 12. Okay. And even in the Old Testament, we talks about how do you align your heart? Above all else, guard your heart. Which means yielding our heart to the work of the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? The center part of the soul is the willpower, which is the most precious and the most dangerous gift God has ever given to mankind. Dangerous because you can choose to do against God's will with your willpower or you can please God by doing His will with your willpower. And finally, it is visibly through the body by the demonstration of God's glory. In other words, when people look at you and say, well, you don't just have a Christian name, the way you demonstrate, the way you do life, the way you live shows that you are hosting the presence of God. Amen. Isn't it interesting? It's something that I grew up in a church where I thought Holy Spirit is all about, you know, being filled, being ecstatic, doing some loud noises and then just go back. And nothing wrong in those things. But the most important thing is you carry the presence of God everywhere. You become the host of God everywhere. You become the amazing person that God loves to dwell in us. Amen. There's a two big difference we need to understand. One is the love of God. Another one is the favor of God. Love, God loves everybody. Everybody God loves. You are a Christian, Hindu, Muslim, you atheist, God loves everyone. But there is something called favor, which is a divine acceleration from God given to us to attain our original destiny. And that can happen only by thing that I know of. 
the more you host the presence of God, the more you aware of the presence of God, the more you are conscious of God's presence, it's going to increase the favor in your life. We are aware of many things. Right now you are sitting under a fan, you feel like a little chilly or at the back, you feel like a little sweating or you, you may be aware of everything. But there are certain things we are not aware of is the presence of God. And I want to challenge us that we will continue to be that presence carrier. I mean, not performance carrier. Not just trying to do stuff. Hey, this morning I went to church. I did my tithes and offering. I did this, I did that. No, it's the presence of God. Every day that we go, we keep in mind, it's Jesus and nothing else. Amen. So I wrote down here a very simple couple of statements. Don't seek miracles. Seek the presence of God. Don't love the miracles. Love the miracle worker. Okay? I'm not saying you cannot expect miracles. But let's align our thoughts a little bit. Okay? Don't covet healing. Covet the healer. And the last one. Don't hold on to the ministries. Hold on to the minister. Amen? You see, in church... I grew up like this. On even even Waivamar for the last 18 years, we always try to show to people what I have done, kind of my identity. I have traveled to 100 nations. I have taught in different schools. You know, these are many people who come and listen to our Holy Spirit conference around the world. It's kind of adds a little bit of, oh, Charles means this and this and that. I tell you, these things matters nothing in the eyes of God. Nothing. Literally nothing. What matters is my heart commitment towards Him. Amen. That's why I wrote down here, don't seek the miracles, seek the presence of God. You know, sometimes we can run from miracle center to another miracle center. We go from one place to another place. You know, sometimes we say, oh, this miracle worker is in town. Let me tell you, the greatest miracle worker is the one who has taken residence in your heart. And his name is Yeshua. Hallelujah. I'm a little Pentecostal. You can say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Don't covet the healing. Covet the healer. He is the one who lives in us. Don't covet and hold on to the ministries. People say, if I leave this ministry, brother, what's going to happen? You know what? The most important person is the minister. His name is Holy Spirit. Amen. With this in mind, let's roll a little bit. Yes, the Holy Spirit, there's a big difference also. This is a, another difference. I probably might have shared this before, but I thought it will be easier to understand. Holy Spirit in me for my comfort. That's 1 John 2.27. The Spirit in you guides you in all truth. By the way, Holy Spirit never contradicts with Jesus. Why? Because Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. So, if you find any contradiction in the works of the Holy Spirit, which is actually called not the spirit of Jesus. They work together. There is no competition. There is only complementation. I don't know if there is a word like that, but that's, that's how it is. So, the Holy Spirit in me is for my comfort. 
But there is something called Holy Spirit that comes upon me. That's Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. Luke 4.18 also talks about it. Jesus said, Today the scripture has been fulfilled. It was a scripture that was given to him in the synagogue when he read. It's the Spirit of God that comes upon him. That is to bless others. And we need these two. It's not only just I am blessed. I am satisfied, my church is good, my family is good, we are promoted. No, no, no. It's not just me, me, me. It's to bless others also. Amen? And that's why it's written here, the Holy Spirit who comes upon us is to encourage others. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 talks about it. The Holy Spirit that comes upon you is for three things. Strengthening, encouragement and comfort. Amen? Can we say this? Strengthening. Encouragement and comfort. So Holy Spirit in me is for my comfort. I call it GPS. GPS is God's power system. Amen. So God's power system is in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. He guides you. And how He guides you? He guides you in all truth. Why? Because truth will set us free. The goal of God is not to control you. The goal of God is to mature you like His Son Jesus. Amen. Religion controls, kingdom empowers. Alright. So the Holy Spirit that comes upon us, which is a different thing, it is to equip the body of Christ. It's to bless others. That's why suddenly God gives you a word and you minister it and you administer that word and you bring it to that people. You're just a postman. You're not supposed to open the mail, check the mail, maybe make sure if this mail is for them. No, no, no. You're just a deliverer. And you share that word, you bless that word, that's it. It's to bless others. Amen? So, I have four simple points. It's very easy to remember and it's also very practical to do it. How do we cultivate this kind of relationship? How do we cultivate this ongoing relationship? It's not like I did church on Sunday. Sometimes people come to me and they say, I was amazed by the work of the Lord on the weekend. But then... I lost track. What's that? It's basically we have, we have fallen into this trap called I am doing something, then I am out of it. No. Every single day, every single moment, you can walk with the Holy Spirit. That's why Galatians 5 says, Galatians 5 verse 18 says, Do not be drunk in wine, but being constantly filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the, the verb that was used, the tense that was used there, it was present continuous tense. That means every single day you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, why Paul has to talk about wine with the Holy Spirit? Why not drugs with the Holy Spirit? Have you ever thought about it? I had a little bit thought about it. Drugs, I was never into drugs. I was into alcohol. The Lord set me free from that. I have shared my testimony to some of you. And uh, at the age of 11, I was introduced to pornography and alcohol. And the Lord set me free. And I'm a free person for the last 22 years. Hallelujah. It's amazing, isn't it? When God sets you free, you are free indeed. So, I remember drugs. I never did drugs. But one of the things people say, drugs give you like instant oomph. Am I right? <laughs> Nobody wants to confess your testimony. 
It's like, what the heck, man? Huh? Yes, thank you, brother. Yes. But the alcohol is very different. Maybe some of you will nod your head. You know, in India, you can get by with this. Yes is yes, no is no. So if you say like this, you can be no also. So, okay. Listen, this is very interesting. Alcohol, the very first time I was introduced to alcohol, it was, it was very weird. But then, it's like a glass of wine, then two glasses of wine, three glasses of wine. You probably need, you know, like few glasses before you go high. Yes or no? Oh Lord Jesus, nobody wants to confess here. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, but this is what Paul was saying. Every single moment, you add Jesus in your life. It's not like, I'm, I'm doing church today, and that's it. You don't close it. It's a constant walking with the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul has to use wine. And no wonder wines are called spirits. Hello? <laughs> Have you ever thought about it? That's why Paul says, don't get stuck with this kind of spirit. There is another spirit. It's called the Holy Spirit. And if you constantly plug in with that Holy Spirit, when people look at you, they will see the Spirit of Christ in and through you. Amen? The greatest compliment we can ever receive in this world. When people look at us, they say, this brother, this sister, resembles Christ for me. Amen? My only prayer for you, the school of the Holy Spirit, that when people look at you, they will say, I see Jesus in you. So how do we develop and cultivate this relationship? Four important, simple principles. Number one, present your body to Him. Romans 12 talks about it very clearly. It says, be not conformed, but transformed. What is a conformist? Go with the flow. What is a transformist? Go against the flow. Hello? Go with the flow guy. You know what? Everybody is singing Gangam style. I'm also going to do Gangam style. Go against the flow. You know what? Maybe the movie is good, but the vulgarity in that movie, I'm not going to sit because the presence of Jesus is more important. Hello? This is the reality, guys. We, every day you come with one choice. The choice is like this. Either you're going to please God or you're going to please yourself. That's it. So I don't watch certain movies. I remember many years ago, we went to watch one of the movies. One of the things that we love to do as a, as a couple, when we get time, we'd like to go and watch a nice movie. And I don't know, this movie, I didn't do the ratings correctly. I didn't read. And we walked into this movie theater, sat for 10 minutes. It's called the 21 Jump Street. <laughs> And after 10 minutes, the Holy Spirit is jumping in me, you know. It's like, you got to jump the theater out of the... I've said, Lord, I paid $10 for this popcorn. You know, it's like, I'm trying to tell him, like, the money you gave is going to be wasted. (laughs) But then the Holy Spirit said, you know what? More than the money, I don't want you to get wasted. We have to leave. Sometimes we tolerate more stuff, but we don't tolerate the things that God wants us to. We don't hold on to things that God wants. So I want to challenge you. So this is the thing. Present your body. Urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God is your true and precious. Why living sacrifice? You see, if a 90-year-old talks to me about sexual purity, I don't think that's a living sacrifice. You're all quiet now. 
If a 25 year old talks about, man, I am living a holy life. I'm taking a lot of ice bucket challenge, but I'm living a holy life. What does that mean? He's talking about living sacrifice. Amen? Write it down. You can't live like hell on Saturday and expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. Amen? We can't live like hell, do whatever on Saturday and expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. It is impossible. Holy Spirit dwells in holy bodies. That's why in Romans says, don't you know the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? When I am filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has taken residence in me and he chooses not to dwell in a unholy place. By the way, I did a little bit research on the word study of the word holy. Okay, You will be surprised when you hear this. The religion tells you Holy Spirit is to do with external modification. Am I right? Help me out. Yes, the religion teaches you Holy Spirit is to do with external. So in the church, you have to wear churchy clothes. Are there some churchy clothes? Yes. Uh, I stopped wearing those because I don't know now anymore. What are those? I used to have churchy clothes. These are Sunday and that too. On Sunday communion, there is a special churchy clothes. Can somebody say amen? Okay. So it's to do with external modification. But the word holy Basically, you will be surprised when you hear this. One. One. Same. And then, I started looking at it. The word holy is one. And you ask any Hebrew scholars, you go and ask, what is the word that you can summarize God for? One. Same. And there is another word called integrity. One. Holy. God. Integrity. What is that word? One. Same. Actually, integrity is doing the right thing when nobody is watching. One. Same. God. Same. He's not going to change his mind. Oh, no. What are we going to do? No, it's, it's the same. Holy is the same. That means you don't put on holiness when you come to church. Hello? Yes. This is the reality. So, transform your bodies. What does that mean? You one with God. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I am walking with the Holy Spirit. I am hosting the presence of God. I am one with Him. Amen. That's it. If you understand this, you will stop performing. Performance comes in the religious setting. That's why I said this before. I'm going to share this again. Religion talks about holiness as external modification. But kingdom talks about internal heart transformation. Amen? Okay, this is the first one. Second one. How do we receive and cultivate? Second, it's very simple. Ask Him. Ask. We ask so many things to so many stuff. We have a list of things to ask. You know, upgrade my phone, Lord. Upgrade this, upgrade that, upgrade my girlfriend. You know, whatever. You know, it's like we ask so many stuff, but we fail to ask one important thing. Luke chapter 11, verse 9 to 11 says, So I say to you, ask, it will be given to you. There are three stages of asking. Ask, seek, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone knocks, the door will be open. It talks about how desperate are you. Hello? 
Sometimes people say, I ask you Lord to do this and if God doesn't do, okay, maybe God is not interested in this. We come up with our own theology based on our experience. That's why Bible talks about there is a three level. Ask, then you seek, go after him, pursue him, then knock. What does that knock means? You don't give up. Amen. So many times we quit so quickly. We say, ah, this doesn't work for me. This is not my cup of tea. I'm just going to give up. Come on, guys. Let's hold on. You know, there's a guy called Henry Martin. Anybody heard about Henry Martin? He came to Nagpur. They kicked him out. And he translated the Hindi Bible, actually. At the age of 29, he passed away. Bartholomew Ziegenbach. At the age of 31, he passed away. But he gave us Tamil Bible. Out of that came Malayalam Bible. Come on, guys. These guys never gave up. William Carey. William Wilberforce. I can name people after C.T. Studd. All of those guys who never gave up. They kept, you know, the crazy part of C.T. Studd, if you read his biography, he got married and he went to Africa. In the 11 years of their first time of their marriage, they met only twice. Can you imagine? I'm not saying, I'm going to do that. (laughs) You know... (laughs) That's not possible. My wife is listening, you know. But, but I'm just saying, you know, we, we came far away from that lifestyle. They have devoted everything to the Lord. When the first time when William Carey was translating the Bengali Bible, the stupid cat burned all those translations. And that time there was no auto-save mode. You have the auto-save thing now. You're typing and it automatically saves. There's nothing. And it took him another seven years. Fourteen years it took him to translate. And it took him another seven years to write down another translation. Again, you remember the carbon copy? Maybe it was for some of you remember. So those are new generation. It's something we call it. I don't know how to explain. Yes. You put a paper in between those papers and it makes duplicates. Guys, I'm telling you. Ask him. What's, what's your list of prayer requests to God? Is it just you, me, my stuff, my stuff? Or are you praying, God, give me my city. Amen. Give me this nation. Give me this people group. It's amazing. Sometimes we don't ask this. And the Bible says, if you don't ask, you don't receive it. So I want to challenge you. This 2019, make a prayer list and ask God, God, give me these things in my life. I want to see you come. And I want to see the king of glory being exalted. Amen. Okay, third one. How do we receive and cultivate the Holy Spirit? Obey. And sometimes it's so interesting. The small things we actually lose in our life, you know. Oh, I have asked him. I have, I have obeyed him. Let me tell you, partial obedience is still disobedience. I have, I have learned this principle. Partial obedience is still disobedience. In the religion, you have different ways. In the religion, you can bribe God, you can bargain, you can beg. That's what religion teaches you. You can bribe. If you do this, I will do this. If you give this job, I will give you the first month salary to you, Lord. You're kind of making a bargaining deal. Bribe. Bargain, beg, and bribe. This is all the religion teaches you. In the kingdom, you cannot bargain, you cannot bribe, you cannot beg. What you can do? Believe. The Bible says, believe, you will see the glory of God. Amen. So, how do you believe? You step out in faith. You obey. You just obey. You just just do it. That's it. 
Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but you just do it. You just obey. And there's a scripture here in Acts 5.32. We are the witness of these things. So is the Holy Spirit whom God has given us to those who obey Him. I like A.W. Tozer. Anybody heard about A.W. Tozer? And he said some valuable stuff. And he said this. Holy Spirit is not, I'm paraphrasing it. Holy Spirit is not um, doing a magic show. He is only willing to prove, show himself or reveal himself whose heart are committed to obey him. Amen. He's not here to show off, hey, I'm the spirit of God. I'm here to, no, he's not here to prove to us. He's only willing to reveal his glory whose heart are committed to him. Is our hearts committed to him? Is our hearts willing to say, yes, Lord, even though it doesn't make sense. Yes, Lord. I tell you something. We got kicked away. The first time we started Papa's house was in front of VAT. You know, some of you know where is VAT. And then, little bit further, above coffee day, we were running. And then, in the Seven Spice. And then we got kicked out and we were looking space somewhere in the city. Because we want to attract the city people. That's what in our thoughts the Holy Spirit kind of closed all the doors. Either it was crazily expensive or nobody wants to give to us. And they asked us, uh, what denomination? And I tried to explain and I couldn't explain what denomination we are. We have no denominations. We are interdenomination. And that guy didn't understand anything. So, and he didn't want to give it the place. And finally, the kind of felt the Lord was telling me, Charles, I gave you a land many years ago. Why don't you go there? And I didn't want to come here. We didn't want to come here because this is far from the city. This is in a bush. It's kind of weird. But then me and my wife, when we started praying, the Holy Spirit said to her also, and most of the time, through wives, the Holy Spirit confirms things. All the married men say, Amen. 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 <laughs> yes. You know, I was very... Hesitant. And one day she wakes up and says, Chello, she calls me Chellam. Chello, I think we should move to the land. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. I didn't say that, you know. My goodness, she's my wife, you know. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, let's move to the land. God has given that. You remember the prophecy he gave us? My glory will fall from here and it will go to the nations. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. You know, the greatest two-letter words you will ever learn as a married man is, Yes, darling. <laughs> and we moved here and I thought we will fail miserably because this is going to be like people going to say, this is horrible, this and that. You know, few people left, it doesn't matter. But you know what? God is building His church. Amen? It's not mine. You know, maybe I'm a pastor for a few years and God will say, leave this, go somewhere and start. Hello? Obedience is important than sacrifice. The last one. Have faith in Him. Have faith in Him. What does that mean? You can't cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit just by logical interpretations. People say, oh, it doesn't make sense here, so I'm not going to do it. Galatians 3 2 says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? 
In other words, sometimes people say, this activity of the Holy Spirit in me doesn't make sense. So I'm going to quit. They are called rationalizers. They rationalize things. It doesn't make sense. They give up stuff. Sometimes it doesn't make sense here. You just need to step out in faith and just do it. Amen. And I tell you, like so many times, the Lord has done many miraculous stuff. One of the stories I have tell you that when my son was born, um, we decided that we will take a Spanish passport because it's easy to travel the world and uh, not the Indian passport. He was born here in CMC. But when he was born, uh, here after three months, we need to take him out of the country to show him to my in-laws. So there is a law in India called exit visa. So if you are a baby born here and do not have your Indian passport but have a foreign passport, you need to apply to the government, to the local police, something called exit visa. Nobody heard about it but there are some crazy laws in India you know? and we are known to make crazy laws and, and we approached this one guy and he asked me 500 rupees to sign and give him exit law and I had 500 rupees I could have given but I, the Lord said don't give bribe is not a thing so he said come back tomorrow you know how they say come back tomorrow come back tomorrow next week Monday Sarilla come back, Sar will come again. You know, they just dodged for almost 15 days. And finally, he came up with a new law. He said, go and get criminal clearance certificate for the baby. <laughs> and I asked him, sir, he is not even six months old. What crime he could have committed? <laughs> and he looked at me, I don't know. I don't know what he did. You go and get the criminal clearance certificate. Then I will give you all for 500 rupees, $8. The Holy Spirit said, keep believing what I called you is true. I hold on to the promise of God and he prompted me to go to another office. He was there with a big moustache. South Indians, they love their moustache. He was sitting there. I approached the table and I said, sir, and the first thing he asked me, what's your profession? I said, I'm a missionary pastor. He dropped his newspaper, stood up, he bowed down. I'm not exaggerating. He said, please pray for me. What do you need? I said, I need an exit clearance certificate. And he said, he tapped the bell. The peon came. He gave a stamp immediately. And he stood up, please, can you please pray? You know, why I'm telling you this? It may be a nice story, but that's not the point. The point here is, you got to tr- have faith in the words of God. He said, I will do it. He will do it. It may take some time. It may linger a little bit. You may go through the same thing with the electricity. We brought, there was no electricity here when we bought the land. It took us six months. We submitted the electricity form and the guy said, every post, there were six posts here they have to bring. Every post will cost 30,000 rupees. So there are six, you do the math. And there was no post there. And they said, if you bribe us 30,000 rupees, we will bring the post from ourselves and do it from the government. I said, I'm a Christian. We don't bribe. And the guy said, senior officer is also a Christian. He's actually using the bribe money to run the children's home. 
So, so what kind of Christian you are? I said, I think I'm a little bit different Christian. Six months, our file was on the, just here in the Kanyambadi, post office, in the, sorry, in the electric EB office. It was just there for six months. And the, finally, the guy has to close the case. He called me, he said, can you at least provide lunch for those guys bringing the post? I said, of course. They brought all the six posts. We have the electricity now. Why am I telling you this? Have faith in Him. Amen? Let's rewind these four things. Present your bodies. Holy. Okay? Number two. Ask Him. Ask means it's not just asking once. There is a layer. Ask, seek and knock. That means you don't give up. Number three. Obey Him. Radical obedience. It's not partial. Number four. Never give up. Have faith in Him.